0: This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today.
1: From an undisclosed broadcasting location. This is a test. For the next 60 seconds, this station will conduct a test of the emergency broadcast system.
2: Comes the relief from the pain unapologetically. This is Luck and Love with Bill Frady.
3: Hour number two. This is lock and load, and uh, we're going to shift a little bit uh, simply because. And you don't know this, but my uh, my next guest uh, was my last guest uh, from uh, from the Second Amendment Foundation, joined by investigative reporter Lee Williams. Lee, I just did an encore of you and Bob. I did a oh, thing. Cool. first the third. We haven't had a thinking fire in twenty twenty four yet, so I, I knew we had to do one. So now you this, will, yeah, yeah. We couldn't get Bob today, so I was like, "Yeah, we got to do one anyway." Just because, even as an encore performance, they're hilarious and informative. But uh, they're, I definitely yeah. they're definitely hilarious. They're definitely hilarious. So, what what is on the mind of the gun writer? What 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 is catching your well, attention now? <clears throat> I, about three months ago, I did a story
4: out of Charlotte County, Florida, and, and the thing went, rebounded around the internet more so than some of the, uh, a lot of the stories there. Right about a judge, a uh, Charlotte County uh, circuit judge, who told this woman named Lisa Merrick that if she didn't renounce her Second Amendment rights, and this is in a courtroom, give up her Florida concealed weapon or firearm license and remove every single firearm and every single round of ammunition from her home, her husband would be sent to a state prison for 19 months. Hmm. If she did, if she complied and relinquished her civil rights and gave up all her guns, her husband would walk out of the courtroom a free man. His exact words were, and this is Judge, Circuit Judge Shannon H. McPhee said, you have a choice, your husband or your guns. Um, Since then, everybody is saying, yeah, yeah, his, uh, his decision was illegal, unconstitutional, and probably even criminal. Well, this all stems from... Something that happened in April 2022, uh, her husband, Ralph Merrick, had some uh, addiction issues. And one night he shot up his neighbor's house and he shot his neighbor's Mercury Montego. He killed the car. Uh, thankfully, nobody was injured. Um, Charlotte County Sheriff's deputies came. They charged him with shooting uh, into a vehicle or dwelling and criminal mischief. Uh, one, the first one's a felony, the like second one's a misdemeanor. I think they understood. Bill, uh, the source, uh, and why he did what he did. So they offered him a no-jail deal. He'd, he'd get 10 years of probation, but that would be cut down to five if he completed AA, and went to meetings regularly, and Sure, paid, paid back his neighbors. I mean, that's a fair sentence, right? However, when the judge told her, uh, and, and of course Lisa was there with her husband in the courtroom, uh, when the judge told her husband that he couldn't have any guns in the house, whatsoever she kind of made a face and the judge looked at her and called her up to the stand and swore her in now keep in mind she's not involved in this criminal case in any way shape or form she's not an accessory she's not a co-conspirator but he plucked her up and put her on the stand and swore in and said she could never own a gun again um and if she did any guns whatsoever her husband was going to go to prison she couldn't carry one for protection Nothing. Well, right now, the guns are all still in the custody of the Charlotte County Sheriff's Department. But then we move up to
3: a couple, about a week ago.
4: But, Their son, Tom. So, sorry,
3: question. So, they were going to enter her on a gun prohibition sort of disability, list her as being a prohibited person on the background check system within Florida? Or was just uh, this on the honor system? Honor system. Wow. She was not going to be, become a prohibited person.
4: Oh. I think that, you know, the, doesn't really matter because what this judge did is so far outside the norm, um, uh, and first of all, what I'm telling people about this, I struggled to get him to believe me because they're like, oh, there's no way a judge could do that. Yeah, he did. He did. He actually did this. Um, so, over the Christmas holidays, their son drove home from uh, Milwaukee, where he's He's working in a hospital. He's an anesthesia tech. He's going to school to become a physician's assistant. He's uh, served in the navy. He was a corpsman. Uh, a very honorable service. So he drives home and he, he starts calling the sheriff's department because he wants the guns. He want not only did they, they took every gun in the house, including his Chinese SKS. He had a, a old Colt nineteen eleven, uh, probably pre World War II, 1911. And then a 357. So they took all of those, too. So if he wants to go to the sheriff's office not, and not only get his gun, but he's going to take all the guns, all the family guns, going to take them back to his home in Milwaukee and put them in his gun safe. They'll be outside of dad's possession, which is what they wanted. So, of course, he calls and calls and calls the sheriff's office down there in Charlotte County, which is not the best sheriff's office in the state of Florida. Let me just say that. Um, they finally call him back. And he's told um, that the firearms uh, are not going to be released without an order from the court, and that, my friend, in Florida is a preemption violation. Oh, because now we have a sheriff setting policy and, and ultimately regulated regulating firearms, and Florida has a preemption poli- uh, preemption statute that actually has teeth. Any public official that wants to regulate arms is subject to removal from office and a $5,000 fine, which the statute says they got to pay themselves, so they got to get the checkbook out. Right. So, I, of course, I get involved. I start emailing the sheriff. The sheriff, Charlotte County Sheriff Bill Pramel, I don't think he ever talks to the media, unless they're locals and friendly. He wouldn't talk. But uh, then I get another email back from the, his spokesman. Uh, who's a deputy saying just so we're clear, he spoke to the state attorney and the order came from the judge overseeing the case. I spoke to the state attorney's office. She said, quote, it was the judge who made the decision. It would be up to the judge to undo. Well that's fine. However, we have case law here in Florida that says a sheriff's office can still be held liable for a preemption violation even if there is a court order involved, because they're the ones that are actually doing the deed, doing the misdeed. They're not giving the guns back. They're regulating firearms. Right. So let me just say this. There are attorneys involved right now who are looking at it. And then I took a hard look at the sheriff down there, Bill Prumell. Come to find out, this isn't his first infringement of the Second Amendment. 2019, uh, Florida Carry, of which I'm a proud board member, learned he'd been compiling an illegal registry of guns and gun owners by using this pawn shop database. <laughs> and that, my <laughs> friend, is a felony in Florida. Yeah. Florida state law says nobody can knowingly and willfully keep or cause to be kept any list of gun owners or guns. So that's and this criminal. database, it's criminal. It's a uh, felony. Yeah. Okay. The database is guys were using uh, they came up with a list of names of people who pawned guns for cash and a description of the firearms to include their serial numbers now at the time the state attorney for uh that for uh Charlotte County which is Florida's 20th judicial district was uh amira fox and we reached out we being Florida carry reached out to her I and mean, we even sent a letter to Ashley Moody Florida Attorney General Neither the state attorney nor Florida's attorney general would prosecute or even investigate these allegations. So right now, all of my readers are saying, well, it sounds like this one's up to DeSantis. you got a judge who's not following the law, and you got a state attorney down there who's not
3: following the law, and probably the sheriff. So we'll see what happens. Uh, we're not going to give up on this. That'll be, something to, uh, that, that'll be something to follow up on, so I, I look forward to yeah. hearing about that one. They, they've gone way around the bend, haven't they? Anyway, yeah, before we run out definitely. of time, let me tell everybody, that this is at thegunrider.substack.com or at armedamericannews.com or at the saf.org where he is the lone investigative reporter. But go sign up at thegunrider.substack, and you'll get notified of these every time they come out. We'll be right back talking to Lee Williams. This is Lock and Load.
6: you the marasino cherry
5: okay twenty-five thousand cheering next drive now you want to try that on television well you see radio is a very special medium because it stretches the imagination advertising your business with gcn is simple effective and more
7: affordable than you might think visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info take your
1: business to the next level
8: Extend your life with
6: we all have heard about the benefits of fish oils, but what about the presence of heavy metals, PCBs, dioxins, furans, and other contaminants found in fatty tissues of fish? GCNteam.com recognizes this risk and offers IFOS certified tested omega-3 fatty acids, EPA, DHA, and Insist on IFOS Omega-3 fatty acid certification. Get the best at GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203.
3: Welcome back. This is Lock and Low talking to investigative reporter Lee Williams. Uh, where would you like to go now? There's so many fun things to look at.
4: Well, SB2 needs some attention because <clears throat> following this uh, law in California has been like, it's kind of like sitting at a tennis match, you know, because one way it goes the other way it goes one way to the other. It, it's straining the muscles in my neck. Just so everybody knows what it is. Gavin Newsom signed this in the law uh, September 26th. It makes it a crime for anybody who has a concealed carry permit in California, of which there's probably like, what, three dudes? No. no. Um, it, It creates 26 categories where you cannot carry your handgun. And they include, and I'm taking a breath here, parks, playgrounds, zoos, libraries, museums, banks, hospitals, places of worship, public transportation, stadiums, athletic facilities, casinos, bars, restaurants that serve alcohol, and a whole bunch of more I won't bore you with. Well, this got in front of a federal judge out in California who uh, looked at it and said, this this thing is repugnant to the Second Amendment. So, he issued a stay. Well, on Saturday, and I'm going to say that again, on Saturday, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit, better known as the Ninth Circus, put a stay on the judge's stay. So, right now, if you have a carry permit in California, you went through all the time and trouble and effort and money. And actually get a carry permit in California, you can't use it pretty much everywhere other than maybe around in your own home. So, of course, staff and gun owners and NRA and everybody are going to have to take this one all the way to the Supremes. Again, because Bruin, uh, the Supreme Court's 2022 decision, New York State Rifle and Pistol versus Bruin, which said that we have a right to carry guns for self defense in public. I mean, this thing is unconstitutional, uh, obviously, via Bruin. And this is one of the biggest, what I like to call post Bruin tantrum laws that I've ever seen. My big fear is that uh, there's going to be several other states. I, I know New York, New Jersey, Maryland, and Hawaii are already considering their version of this quote unquote sensitive places law. But again, Bill, uh, we thought it was. This year you know it was supposed to be easier after Bruin and it's just getting more difficult and requiring more of our time and more of our members' money.
3: So this one, uh would we count this one as a Bruin response law? Yeah, I think it's a Bruin tantrum law. Yeah. I do. I, I, I do. And you know what? It shows their creativity. Right. But I, and I ask Alan Gottlieb this question, uh, and because this is his thing, eventually they're going to start getting repetitive because each one of these things will get shot down because none of them are going to stand up to Bruin, and, and no, n- definitely not going to stand up to the Supreme Court as it is currently configured. So when they start repeating themselves, uh, that will have to go through the legal process again, even though there's precedent and they've already had it shot down. So theoretically. For these blue states, theoretically, it, they could never have freedom as far as the gun rights are concerned because they just keep recycling it over and over again. And keep in mind, we're paying top dollar for
4: these. The the three lawsuits that Delaware's got going right now to overturn their magazine ban, right. their assault weapon ban, and, and all that crap, they're a million bucks a piece. That's what they're estimating out there. Yeah. I mean, you've got members of the Delaware State Sportsman Association who are talking about morga- taking out second mortgages on their home to pay for this. So, yeah, it's lawfare, pure and simple. They're trying to kill us. They're playing with house money, taxpayer dollars, okay? If you're a taxpayer in California, look at where your dollars are going or some of these other blue states. So they're not going to run out of funds unless the voters get smart and run them out of office Right. for wasting these taxpayer dollars. But, yeah, this one uh, bugs me. I would say this is the second most creative Bruin Tantrum law that California has tried.
3: Well, here's here. And, and thus begins my my next question. Um, is there no is there no redress to get out there and look at these guys and say, this is criminal what you guys are doing? You're denying rights to your people. This is not something yeah. you can play around with. This is this is part of the, the you know the the Bill of Rights, and you guys are messing with it like it's nothing. So uh, what? Uh,
4: well, I remember when uh, I, I I remember reading about when I wasn't born yet. Yeah, President Johnson sent the eighty second Airborne into uh, Alabama, was it? Right to enforce school desegregation. Right. Uh, Unfortunately, you know, our founders didn't give the Supreme Courts a couple of uh, battalions of motorized infantry to uh, handle problems like this. But, yeah, uh, I guess we'll have to see. Um, I think the voters got to wake up. Uh, Now is the time, folks, to join your local, regional, statewide and national gun organizations, because they're all going to need a lot of money to fight these because we won with Bruin. But they don't recognize that, and they're going to keep these this lawfare uh, going. Now, at some point, some judge somewhere has to start to say, this is a frivolous lawsuit. Right. Okay. But I don't see that happening yet, especially in the blue states, again,
3: well, that's like the other, Yeah, but that's the other thing. The blue states, um, as I, as I look at what's happening, I, I keep seeing New York, California, New Jersey sometimes, Maryland sometimes, Illinois sometimes. Of course, Washington and Oregon. The, this, the same players over uh-huh. and over again are the same ones that keep wanting to have gun control. And at, I'm just waiting on the voters to either say, uh, you guys are crazy and we're, and we're leaving, or I'm waiting on them to say, uh, you guys are crazy and uh, we're voting you out. And is there any sort of movement in that direction? I haven't seen it in these blue states, man.
4: I, yeah. I really haven't.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the weird thing about it. That's the absolute. It, and I'm sure that there's, there's probably more gun owners in California, for example, than there are total people in the state of South Carolina, as far as I know. I mean, we've, I think we've only got like 6 million people. So I would imagine there's got to be more gun owners there than there are just total inhabitants here. And they apparently don't know how to vote in, in, uh, in, in a cohesive manner, I guess would be the thing. But I'll tell you what, hang on for me if you will, because we got to talk about, we got to talk about where to find you. Lee, the the easiest way to finally to get, uh, to get everything is to go to dgunrider.substite.com. You can sign up for his email newsletter every time you get, every time he does a new drop, you get it before it actually gets published or same day or something like that. You are in the know and nobody's looking at this stuff as hard as he's looking at it. Nobody's looking at it from the angles that he looks at it from. And uh, that's that. that's the thing about it. The, the, the people that the people in these States we're talking about, they don't read his stuff. They don't, they don't even they they exist in a in a willful bliss, bliss like state state, not knowing how bad they have it, not knowing crime popping everywhere. They're like, well, you know, this is the way America is. They don't know. But if they read Lee's stuff, they'd know. So you can read Lee's stuff, too. Armed American News, SAF.org. We'll be right back. This is Lock and Load.
9: USA news Update. President Biden and former President Trump notched significant primary election victories in New Hampshire this week. For Biden, the victory came after a write-in campaign, the president making abortion a central issue in 2024. We need the protection of Roe Wade in every state, and we can do it. It's within your power to do it. During a rally in Manassas, Virginia, meanwhile, former President Trump won a second straight primary victory in convincing fashion. His win over Nikki Haley in New Hampshire, Biden's notching another big 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 endorsement this week as well. The United Auto Workers Union announced Wednesday it is officially backing the sitting president.
8: If Donald Trump ever worked in an auto plant, he'd be a company man trying to squeeze the American worker.
9: UAW president Sean Fain. Many union leaders did support Trump years ago during his 2016 campaign. I'm Ryan Daniels,
2: USA News. MyPatriotSupply.com today. Time is running out to prepare for what's coming. MyPatriotSupply.com
3: Welcome back. This is Lock and Load. Talking to Lee Williams from Second Amendment Foundation, Armed American News, the Substack. So, where would you like to go now, sir? Um, Second Amendment Foundation just
4: submitted a, uh, an amicus brief in a California case, of course, that would ban so-called large capacity magazines, uh, cases Duncan v. Bonza. It's what you and I would call standard capacity magazines. Um, it was filed with Ninth Circus, of course, in San Francisco. Uh, interesting case, because they are trying to ban standard capacity magazines. Because <laughs> they contend that their gunpowder storage restrictions somehow cover being able to limit the number of rounds in a magazine. And I know that's ridiculous, but this is the most creative post-Bruin tantrum law I have seen. I'm going to say that again. 30 rounds in a standard capacity magazine violates the state's gunpowder storage restrictions. Right. Somehow, which were put in place a while ago to govern how people people had to store smokeless powder and, and black powder for those guys who reload or those guys who like muzzle loaders. So having thirty rounds sealed in brass cartridges yeah. somehow violates their gunpowder
3: storage restrictions. Well, I was going to ask uh, now. Typically, with gunpowder storage, isn't it in like a with a screw on the lid or a pop on top or something versus being sealed in yep. a round? Uh, yep, does yep. That It's in see- a big, yeah, doesn't cardboard thing. Does you know? that does that make it a little more weatherproof oh. when it's inside of brass and bullets and primers and stuff like that? I would say you would have to go to
4: some serious work to get that gunpowder to go off, uh, outside of chambering around and pulling a trigger. Right. But yeah, this is, this is the height of their stupidity. Uh, in, in a press release, uh, my boss, uh, Second Amendment Foundation founder and executive VP, Alan M. Gottlieb said, and I quote, California has been fighting tooth and nail to defend an extremist gun control statute that common sense dictates is absurd, absurd as well as unconstitutional and unquestionably impotent in preventing violent crime. Attorney General Rob Bump's contention that gunpowder storage restrictions somehow equate to limiting the number of rounds in a magazine is ridiculous.
3: You don't see Allen using words like ridiculous very often. No, that's pretty. In an way. actual yeah. press release. It is. Um, wouldn't that mean that all of your big box stores that carry a lot of ammunition would be in violation?
4: Oh my God, you'd have twenty rounds
3: in a box right there, right. Uh, and it could it could go off. Well, what is, what what is, what is the restriction? How much can you have? And where do, know, how does but, that have to be stored? If you have a case, I mean, that's a thousand rounds, Bill. Yeah, my God, it, it could
4: just explode. I should say this, I, you know, I, I've seen testing, uh, where they've taken, uh, ammunition, put it in a fire, right. an actual fire. And they, uh, it was it really, really interesting. The fire department did it and they put a, uh, a, a circle of cardboard, just regular cardboard, like on an Amazon box around that fire. And they threw in a handful of, uh, handgun shells and, uh, set the cameras up and then ran like hell. Half the rounds didn't even punch a hole through the cardboard. Sure. Okay. They explode. They make a popping noise. But yeah, I, I think you could probably stand next to that fire. I'm not telling people to do that. And it's not going to be like you're
3: shot because there's no pressure there. Right. Without that barrel to hold the, to hold the brass together, it's just unseating the bullet from the brass.
4: Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Couple rounds went through the cardboard, but not the you know the violent thing that is depicted in these movies. So uh, yeah, I would love to see some research on this. If California Attorney General Rob Bonta did any, which I doubt, I seriously doubt. uh, Again, it's just yet another bit of law there that's designed to waste our time and our money. Uh, And this one at least. The, the road is shared. Uh, there are other uh, pro-gun groups that are involved in this. But, I mean, trying to grasp that 30 rounds in a magazine or 17 rounds in a pistol mag somehow violates the gunpowder storage law, it's like it's you have to suspend disbelief. It's like trying to watch Scooby-Doo.
3: Well, doesn't that mean that every, how many military posts are on uh, in California? Oh, there's quite a you. they would be breaking the law do, do the feds yeah. can pack? They, they can break the law the feds can
4: i don't know but we should tell the guy uh down at the, the marine bases down south 29 palms and they better be careful with those 30 rounds all packed tightly together
3: yeah, fort yeah it, i think it, doesn't fort ord use wow. bigger munitions too i think they i think but, fort ord got closed bro oh did they well, yeah, I've only I been think, out of the I army think- for that. That would be a good one to get close. But I'm, I'm still, I'm sure they still got some other things, Aaron Kelly.
4: Yeah, I was nearby at the, the Presidio, Monterey, uh, where I the your taxpayer dollars taught me Russian. Yeah, so we would go to Fort
3: Ord quite frequently. Ah, Russian, you say? I would. I wouldn't mind learning Russian, but just just so I could. Uh, I don't even know what I would do with it. I don't know any Russian people.
4: Oh, you'd be surprised. I mean, there's probably fifteen different families here uh, living in my apartment complex that, that uh, Speak are from Russia
3: or Ukraine. Yeah, gotcha. a lot of Ukrainians. Gotcha. That's right. My ne- the nurse at my doctor, she is Russian and Ukrainian. You should never make jokes about Christmas time in front of a nurse that's Russian and Ukrainian about what no. happens at their house at Christmas time. Anyway, <laughs> oh, no. anyway, anyway. So with this, um I mean, besides in imposing logic upon it where you're looking at any so doesn't they mean the cops are breaking the law yep absolutely oh absolutely so does this mean the cops it's okay for the cops to break the law well it's another
4: one of these guns for me but not for the they thing they've got going gotcha gotcha
3: gotcha okay i just wondered i mean um that's such a when 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 something is that stupid it's hard just to sit back and leave it alone, isn't it? Just to sit back and say, "Okay, I'm gonna let you play your stupid game." It's hard not to get out there and start pointing things out to them. Well, what about what about these guys? What about this? What about that?
4: that yeah, might- I love these states that think they can tell you how many rounds
3: you're going to need to survive a gunfight. Yeah, um, definitely not thirty. Is that is that does that exceed the amount of gunpowder you can have in any one spot? Thirty <laughs> rounds. I'm guessing it does. I'm guessing it does. Again,
4: I would I would kill to see research done on this. I, I would love to see this. Um, yeah, it's it's
3: nuts. I would like to see the guy that would actually do the research. The one that would actually. <laughs> okay, so I've got to what now? Tell me, tell me this again, because if it was actually, yeah, how does this work? It, it was if it was actually anybody that was a scientist, they would look at that and go, "Well, is there something special about these bullets, or something? Are they like too hot? Are they?" Are they hot loads? I mean, what's what's the deal with these? Why, why would these be so dangerous? And you know what? The most dangerous thing in there are the primers. Right.
4: Okay, they're not even mentioning those. Primers can go off. A, anybody that does any reloading it knows, you know, if you look at them crosswise, they can explode. Sure, uh, I have some reloading friends here. One of them had one. Uh, go into his eye. Uh, that's the dangerous part. But of course, not in California. It's, it's, that smokeless
3: powder. That's the <sighs> dangerous part. Smokeless powder. <laughs> so, uh, what, what if you, what if you had very smoky powder though? Would, would that, yeah. is that, is that legal? So,
4: yeah. You can get black powder out there. You know, the, the muzzle loaders use it all the time. Right. And, uh, that to me is more dangerous than smokeless. Well, but you're not Rob
3: Bonta. I know smokeless burns, black powder explodes. Right. So I mean, a quick way to put it. You just you just got to uh, you know you gotta you gotta you gotta do that that straw man thing that Rob's doing, getting out there saying, "Well, oh, smokeless powder is very very dangerous." Anyway, this article, like everything we've been talking about, he uh, Lee has written written about more than once. Probably three times in some cases, his stuff is reprinted everywhere, published everywhere. All starting at thegunrider.substack.com. We'll be right back. This is Lock and Load.
6: Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNTeam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203.
8: Let me tell you a story about Bill. Bill was a normal guy in his 50s. He had back surgery about two years ago. Bill was in a lot of pain. He dealt with his pain by taking the Percocets his doctor prescribed for him. Bill took more and more and more of them to help with the pain, until one day the prescriptions weren't enough to get rid of Bill's pain. Then one day Bill found someone to help him get rid of the pain with illegal drugs he didn't need a prescription for. Fast forward to today. Bill lost his job and his family. The only thing he does have is his drug dealer. If you know Bill's story and you don't want to end up like Bill, call the Detox and Treatment Helpline right now to get away and get treatment. 800-296-1327. 800-296-1327. 296 1327 Call right now. Help is standing by. 800-296-1327.
3: Welcome back. This is Lock and Load, and I am talking to Lee Williams from thegunwriter.substack.com, Second Amendment Foundation, Armed American News, all those places. How do you want to finish this off today, sir? The first time, first spin in 2024. How do you want to spin that? I got my butt kicked the other
4: day in this conversation very nicely. it was, I had a, about an hour-long conversation with a, with a reader, and he said, we should, we being the pro-gun media, should be doing more to not force, force is too strong a word, to convince trainers, tactical trainers, to do more training with movement, more shooting while moving. And uh, fine. Um, his point is that uh, most instructors are scared of it. Most instru- most ranges won't let you do it to begin with. Uh, most instructors treat it like, you know, it's, uh, we're going to, we're getting, like, it's the Holy grail. We're going to show you how to do this, but you know, we're going to walk behind you and make sure you don't stumble and fall. And it, it's more of an afterthought. Um, his point being the first time you have to shoot and move a lot should not be in a gunfight. You should be comfortable shooting and moving regardless. And it should be something that we should train more. And I, buddy, I could not agree more. Now I'm a member of Bob's Range, which is an adult range where they let you shoot and move and draw from a holster, which sure. you can't do at a lot of public ranges or even some private ranges. So yeah, I mean, I'll I'll go out and I'll spend some time working on my draw, shooting dots, but then right away it's shooting while moving because it is such a critical skill. And, and I could not agree more. I just don't know how we would convince. Ins- well, first of all, you'd have to convince the range owners to allow that that it's not crazy that it it is a very very necessary skill because anybody who stands still during a gunfight is going to get well ventilated so
3: i i guess it's uh public awareness i mean what do you think well first of all uh i would be looking i i just let the the free market take care of that i mean there's there's going to be some guys like here in south carolina you can go to the the department of natural resources outdoor range right? Okay. You can't shoot from the holster. You can't shoot fast. All you can do is get out there, pull the gun out, pop, 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 pop. If you're going to Uh. go and train to gunfight, that's not where you're going to go. You might go out there to familiarize yourself with the, with the gun you just bought or something. But I mean, you're going to have to take this in degree varying degrees of steps. Then you got to get out there and you got to look for a trainer that meets your criteria. And sometimes uh, depending, a lot of these guys that are, quote, trainers don't own the range they're training at. They're renting it, but they still got to abide guessed, by their rules. Basically. You know? Yeah. They're basically guests. Yeah. Got it. So, I mean, uh, I, I guess what you got to do is you got to hope that, uh, that all of this stuff will work and you're going to find the one you want. However, the thing is, like Sam Kennison used to say, sometimes you got to go to where the food is yeah and i mean because I, you know around here i'm lucky because i have a friend who has a private range who teaches people for free and i can shoot and move all i like and he will actually sit there and be my range safety officer he throws on a he's, throws on a plate carrier and does all that other stuff but i i'm lucky that is an anomaly that is not the rule we both are yeah we both are that, yeah. that you know you you got bob and i mean bob the only time bob isn't moving when he's shooting, I would guess, would be if he's doing it like a, a drill where he's sitting in the car and having to shoot. Yeah. He does a lot of dot work when he's yeah. out on his
4: own. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of, the, a lot of the fundamentals, but he also will do the shooting and moving and sure. because it is such a, you talk about a, a critical skill and a perishable skill. So you're saying basically we need, we need to get the, people clamoring for that at their home ranges. So the market
3: well, would that, decide. And I mean, uh, you know, like if, uh, like indoor ranges, you're not going to be shooting indoors no. and moving Agreed. unless uh, they have something going on. And then that's still a very dicey situation when you've got right. a bunch of hard, uh, you got a bunch of hard reflective services that you can bounce rounds off of the ceiling and off the sides. Right. That's if, if you're indoors, well, you know, Maybe they'll let you shoot from the holster. Maybe they'll let you shoot shoot fast or whatever you want to do. But you're going to have to find an outdoor range, and you're going to have to look. It's going to take a little bit of stuff. And most places, in most of these uh, shall issue states, I've, I have yet to find one that you can't make your way to. Now, some of them are going to be a bit of a drive. It's worth it. Yeah. I would say that. It's worth it. It's such a, a
4: valuable skill. I mean, I've only been in a couple, uh, gunfights, not the hundreds that Bob's been in. Sure. And I guarantee you, I was moving every
3: single time. Well, nobody actually just stands still in a gunfight that lives, do they? Right. 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 I mean, not unless
4: you're really quick and really lucky, like a Wyatt Earp type good, too, you know? Yeah. Wyatt Earp. Um, But yeah, I, I think, uh, I think this is something, this is something we should push. And when I say we, I mean the uh, the pro gun media, the especially tactical guys like you and I, because it is a valuable skill. I think we have to we have to very nicely and very politely uh, point things in that direction. Yeah, it's, I, and I I would disagree with you on one part. Yes, I, I think there are more instructors right now we, that are capable of doing this well than ever before. Because we do live in the golden age of right. firearms instruction. Yeah. Because we have so many people coming back now with actual gunfighting experience. I mean, way before, you know, in the 90s and early 2000s, we didn't have access to that. We had instructors who learned to be instructors from books and manuals published by, you know, pro gun organizations. And then there's, you know, years and years of dogma. That went with that, that, uh, you know, people were encouraged not to not to deviate
3: from what's in the manual. But that's all bunk now. Which would you rather train with? Like, uh, have you ever seen Pat McNamara train? Yeah, I have. Now, he'll get out there and he'll get a 90 pound bag of sand and he throws it over the side and he goes under it, throws it back over the bag of sand, then comes under and throws it again yeah. and then shoots his gun. Would you yep. rather, would you rather train in that contrived, ridiculous manner that is so much over training that whatever you do below that is going to be really easy at that point or a more, a more le- realistic approach to where you're probably just going to be standing there, boom, pop the gun out and start hunting for cover at that point.
4: I, uh, I like training the fundamentals and because that is, that is the big secret to how to shoot like. Um, our friend Bob. Yeah. You know, that is the big secret of the tier one guys. Um, and when I first met Bob, I was, you know, wondering, is he going to tell me the secret, you know, how to shoot like a Delta guy? Well, yeah, he did. The secret is just mastery of the fundamentals. And to me, my fundamentals don't involve sandbags or, you know, running around, uh, doing pushups before I'm shooting. It's just getting very good. Cause once you learn that, once you learn the fundamentals, once you, once you are so well taught and once all your muscle memory is down, regardless of the situation that you have the shooting stuff down, you know, what, kind, whatever the threat pops up doesn't matter because you're going to be ready for it. Right. So once you have the shooting down, it gives you the freedom to, uh,
3: not have to think about what you're doing. Well, I, and I think the beauty of what you're talking about is that just like with any sort of sporting, uh, undertaking, you're going to play the way you practice. And exactly if you're practicing realistic and you're practicing fundamentals and you're practicing all of the best practices, then that's going to be the first thing you default to when you go. And, but I can get, I can get my staccato up or get the AR up
4: uh, on target uh, without a lot of conscious thought.
3: I'm going to, talk to, I'm gonna have, to talk, I'm gonna have to talk to you offline because uh, there's something coming up with Staccato this year that I'm going to try to exploit. And if you want to go, I think you ought to go. <laughs> <laughs> I think you ought to does go it if involve, you go. Uh, yeah, it involves, Does it involve one of their uh, $400 new knives? Well, it involves their new ranch. They've got a training ranch now. I've seen that. Yeah, no, that's Texas. fantastic. I'm trying to. I got a phone call with them next week. And if that works out, I'm going to be like, can I have a plus one? Okay. Can I have a plus <laughs> two? Then we'll, t- we'll talk Bob into going and we'll talk Todd Jarrett into going and all that other stuff. Listen, thanks for taking the time to join me today. Uh, Are we done
4: already? We're Gosh, done. All- that hour
3: goes by yep. so quickly. Yeah. That's, that's the way it is when you're talking the good stuff. The good stuff. Anyway, in any event, uh, find Lee at second amendment saf.org thegunwriter.substack.com and of course armedamericannews.com the collaboration with mark walters at armed american radio our number three is inbound we'll be right back this is lock and load